Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today, we're going to do some introspection, and I know that can sometimes be a, a dark and scary place to look inside of us, but we're going to today analyze our appetite. So today is called appetite analysis. In other words, uh, is what we are hungry for good for us? That's kind of what we're going to be asking today. So uh, as I mentioned, today is called appetite analysis. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. Uh, as always, we'll be releasing this on Tuesday mornings, uh, just so that we can spend some time together. The purpose of us coming together is just to spend 15, 20 minutes talking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So as always, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you are on, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, and let's dive into today's session. So again, today's question is this, are our appetites good or bad? And does it even matter? Uh, why do we need to be aware of or conscious of our appetites? Is there anything uh, we need to analyze? Uh, is there anything we need to get uh, deep introspection with? Well, let's read together a single verse. Proverbs 10 verse 3 says this, The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts, I like that word, thwarts, the craving of the wicked. In the Message Bible it says this, God won't starve an honest soul but he frustrates the appetites of the wicked. I think this is such a profound verse. And as so often happens in Proverbs, a single verse can take us down a rabbit hole in our thinking. And I want to encourage you that when you read Proverbs, and for any scripture for that matter, step into it. Don't just read it from the outside. Don't just examine it, but get into it and allow your thoughts and senses to grapple with what it is actually saying. So even if you read a story, put yourself in, not just in the main characters, but what are the, what are the observers feeling and sensing? But anyway, this single verse Solomon records for us, there is this distinction. There are righteous people. And then there are wicked people. And if you read Proverbs, uh, he does this so much. If you read through the entire book of Proverbs, this structure, this theme is everywhere. Solomon wants us to see what, a, what the difference between a righteous and a wicked person looks like. What, what the difference between wisdom and foolish looks like. What is the difference between laziness and hardworking? And so he consistently compares two things. And here he essentially says a few things in the space of a few words. Number one. Our nature is connected to our appetites. Now, before, we're not going to dive too much into that, but just we need to understand that our appetites, there's a connection between what we hunger for and our relationship with God. There, 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 is a, there, is a, there is a relationship there. There is a connection there between what you desire and who you worship. And secondly, God responds to our appetites based on who we are, not only on the appetites themselves. So God responds to our appetites based on who we are. Okay, so number one, the two things that come across in this passage is number one, our nature is connected to our appetites. And number two, God responds to our appetites because it reveals our nature. So this for me is a big deal. And here is why. Often, we speak about the provision of God and that he can provide for us in and through everything. But here we read, that sometimes not only will God not provide what we want, but he will actively work against it, against it. If our appetite is in any way connected to wickedness, we have a problem. Because God's not going to not only not provide it, he's going to oppose it. So today, with the time left, let's analyze our appetites. In order to, to do that, I want to ask us three diagnostic questions. Okay, so we're going to analyze our appetites. We're going to ask three diagnostic questions. Number one, what are we hungry for? 
pretty straightforward. What are you hungry for? And I'm not speaking about food here. However, sometimes our stomachs do have a large influence on our lives. Instead, I'm asking, what are you pursuing? What hunger is the driving force behind what you do and how you do it? Some appetites might include status, your wealth, affection from someone else, acceptance into a group, strength, whatever it is. What are you pursuing? What are you hungry for? Not just from a a, a food perspective, but in your life. What is your life hungry for? Often the appetites we have are not inherently bad, but they are misplaced. What I mean by this is if we are hungry for anything I've just listed, more than we are hungry for God, we have a problem. Jesus, ju- Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. The word for first here speaks to time, place, order of importance. In other words, the kingdom of God should be what we are most hungry for at every time and in every place. Nothing is more important than our appetite for the kingdom of God. And so the real question here is, what are we most hungry for? Because sometimes a good appetite can be bad because it is our main pursuit. Sometimes we're trying to satisfy ourselves with something that should be a side dish or a dessert, but we are craving it as a main course. Even as a pastor, I can fall into this trap of pursuing good things in the wrong way. If I elevate my hunger to see better numbers at church without seeing it in the context of God's kingdom and and my own discipleship, I can pursue the wrong appetite. So up front, what are you most hungry for? What is it that, that, that your life is chasing, your life is pursuing? What is it that if you got hold of it, you would feel like you were successful? What are you hungry for? Second question is, why are you hungry for that thing? Obviously, it follows on from the first, and, and it talks about the why behind the what. If you've never read any of Simon Sinek's book, he does such a, a great job in explaining why the why behind the what is so significant. If you can get hold of his book, Start With Why, uh, you won't be disappointed. Anyway, why are we hungry for what we are hungry for? In other words, what is the reason behind this appetite? The reason I ask this question is sometimes it isn't the order of the appetite that's wrong. Sometimes it's the motivation behind the appetite that needs to be addressed. God says that he frustrates the appetite of the wicked. In other words, there is a reason God is frustrating an appetite we have, and it may have to do, it, ha- it may have more to do with who we are and why we have it than the actual appetite itself. So for a moment, just take a moment, think about the things you desire. Perhaps it's a promotion. Perhaps it's a relationship, a breakthrough. Perhaps like you, you, you just desire to win the lottery. Perhaps it's something in your relationships. Perhaps it's good grades or immigration. Perhaps it's a bonus. Perhaps whatever. Maybe it's a platform or a title. What are you desiring? The desire might not itself be bad. It, it, it might not be inherently evil. These things that I've just mentioned are not inherently bad. But why we want them may not be good. If we want to get so much money that we become completely independent and no longer need God, perhaps the motivation is not what it should be. If we want a promotion in order to have everyone think more of us, perhaps our motivation is wrong. If you are so desperate for a relationship because you are afraid to be alone, perhaps your motivation is wrong. If you want a platform because you think a platform will give you influence, perhaps the motivation is wrong. So very simply, why do you desire what you desire? Why do you want that thing? Why are you chasing it? Why are you hungry for it? 
Then the last question after the what and the why is how are we engaging with that hunger? And this is where our character comes into play. The thing you want may be okay, and the reason behind it might be acceptable, but our character often comes out in how we pursue that desire. Our character will definitely determine how we engage with our hunger. We can step on anyone and everyone to get to the top. We can take shortcuts to sign that deal. We can lie to get that person on our side. The how matters. The how reveals the deep things inside of you. And so let me ask you, how have you gone about chasing that thing you want? Perhaps in order to get a relationship, you may have pretended to be someone you're not. Perhaps you're portraying a false version of yourself. In order to get a promotion, you may have stood, uh, you may, you may have stood on some people. You may have down, uh, made people go down so that you could go up. In order to get a title or, a, or a influence, you may have lied. You may have manipulated if you were to analyze how you've gone about your hunger, would you, how would you define your character? If all you had to go on was how you did things, what would you classify yourself as? How would your character be defined? Because character, as I mentioned, comes out in the how, right? So your desire may be, God, I want to preach. I want to I declare your glory. And the reason behind it might be good, but you might go about it in the wrong way, trying to manipulate leaders in your church, trying to curry favor instead of allowing God to promote you. You might be wanting, again, that relationship, and you might be lying in order to get it. You might want financial breakthrough, and, and you gamble. You take major risks that God isn't calling you to take. So very simply, how are you going about achieving what you are hungry for and what does it reveal about your character <clears throat> so very simply today can we analyze our appetites and perhaps this can stay with us as a tool to evaluate all future appetites that come our way simply by asking these questions what am i hungry for why am i hungry for that and how have i gone about getting that hunger again to close off proverbs 10 verse 3 in the message god won't starve an honest soul but he frustrates appetites of the wicked are some of your appetites being frustrated are some of the things you are hungry for not coming to pass perhaps you need to go back and not reevaluate that thing but reevaluate your appetite in that pursuit god i pray that for each of us as we go on this journey of introspection analyzing our appetites that you would reveal to us the what the why and the how and if there is any area we need to repent if there's any area that we need to change god i pray that you would give us the courage and discernment to do that and so from this point on god i pray that we would always bring our appetites in line with you and your kingdom so that you as it says in that verse that you would never let the righteous soul go hungry we pray this all in the powerful name of jesus amen have an amazing day everybody and we will see you next time on coffee with jesus <music>